last time on Leighton Legends. Did uh, did Michael get taken off to the brig, or is he unconscious on the floor? I thought he's dead. Is he dead dead, or just uh, dead? No, he's pretty dead. All right, so Giovanni, you walk up, and you put your palm on the shoulder of Captain Pauline laying there in the bed, and you shake, and she doesn't stir. She doesn't wake up. Her eyes remain closed. Hmm. I'm going to cast Suggestion on Al. Tell us exactly the job that Bolster gave you. Bolster had an arrangement with Captain Pauline and First Mate Michael to bring me to Nardini, where I was supposed to pick up a certain artifact and bring it back for Bolster. We've got our information for the guard, and if we want bonus points, we just follow Al to this artifact and we bring him back to uh, Renlin. We don't even have to talk to Bolster. I think we just have to get, get along to get along for the time being, Al. I suppose so, though consider my goodwill gone for the time being. The ship is rocking side to side as it is pulled into port, but the weather is calm. Thirty minutes prior, two smaller vessels from the harbor had approached, and after some discussion with the crew over the railings, threw ropes and began to pull the big gun barge towards the wharf. Looking over the side of the vessel, you can see that the water is shallow here, but the two longships towing your craft seem to be following a gully of sorts, just deep enough for you to pass through. Unfortunately, though, it's not a straight route. As such, the barge is pulled left and then right, as it makes its way progressively closer to the shore. The turns are quick, and the big gun barge rocks as it approaches a large arrangement of stone docks protruding out into the bay. As you get near it, you begin to make out a considerable amount of brick architecture lining the port and extending up into hills around the bay. The buildings closest to the docks are somewhat squat, with flat roofs, but each following building seems to have been constructed slightly higher, giving the now-not-so-small city of Nardini a tiered look, like an amphitheater or coliseum gazing out over the sea. This architecture is hardly uniform, however, and throughout the city, the occasional tower dots the landscape, rising high above the rest of the buildings. From a distance, they appear as cypress trees, straight, oval, and high, among the bustle of an active city. Looking around, you can see the smiles of your crew begin to light up as they gaze out over the city. Many of them begin to move under the deck, and after a few minutes return wearing what you can only describe as fancy clothes? Fine button-up shirts and long sleeves, pants without the slightest hint of salt or fraying fabric, and boots fresh and shiny? There's no particular theme to the crew's new ensemble, not military, and not associated with any kind of social movement. They're just fancy. You can even see that some of the crew is even shaved now, and those who aren't have applied a wax to their beard and mustaches to tame what was only a few minutes ago weeks of reckless hair growth. Well, I'd like to blend in with the crew if possible. I want to I want to look fly. <laughs> okay, uh, what do you do? Uh, well, Giovanni's going to ask one of the Bruces, uh, whichever one he can find first, uh, if you could borrow some uh, pomade and... Uh, Whatever, like it's maybe a nice shirt. Give her the old slick back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so at the front of the ship, where you can see that there are two ropes extending out into the long ships that are towing your ship, you see both Bruce's. They look identical. <laughs> ah, good morrow, Bruce. They both say, Good morning, good morning Giovanni. Giovanni. <laughs> oh, it is a fine day. 
Could I trouble one of you for a moment, uh, whichever one of you may have fine clothing and products that uh, a man may require for a certain presentation value? <laughs> sure. The Bruce to your left turns to you and he says, uh, bomb aid, um, clothes, uh, didn't you bring your own? Ah, Captain Bruce. Uh, unfortunately, I believe it. I'm not Captain Bruce. He's Captain Bruce. Uh, and he gestures at the Bruce to his left. I have sworn I got the right one there. God. Dang it. No, no, unfortunately, during the storm, I had lent mine to Val, and he carelessly tossed it overboard. Ah, right, yeah, I remember. He uh, jumped over overboard for some reason. Um, I might have a uh, spare shirt that uh, could work for you, and I got some wax if you need to. That would be marvelous. Okay, sure, I'll go fetch those for you. And the Bruce on your left wanders back over to the stairs that descend into the center of the ship and disappears for a few minutes while the other Bruce is just standing there looking back at you. And I presume the other two, Mordecai and Val, what are you guys doing? I already look fly, so uh, I'm good. I should mention that uh, you still have a shark bite out of the back of your jacket. Uh, it's decorative. <laughs> it's it's meant it's to be like, like you that. You know the, the conductor's coat where it's got the, the two wings in the back? Instead, it's just a jagged shark bite. Well, say, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, it should give you like uh, an advantage to intimidation rules because that's pretty badass. I, I'd have to use it in conversation like, I fought a shark once. Exactly, yeah. Hey, what happened to your coat? <laughs> You ever fight a shark before? <laughs> you, ever, you should see what happened to the other guy. <laughs> okay, uh, Val, are you doing anything? Um, I'd like to just inquire to, to the nearest sailor, like what what is the the purpose of all this? <laughs> What's the protocol? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the other Bruce, I guess, who you have mathematically figured out is Captain Bruce. Uh, he's standing there. Other Bruce, Captain Bruce. Yeah, so Captain Bruce is standing there. There are other sailors that are just kind of wandering around. Wait, is the other Bruce first mate, Bruce? <laughs> if, if we're following, if you're, if we're following your theory and what you said in past episodes, we can deduce that the 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 Bruce that went below deck is first mate, Bruce. That's some some nepotism. Well, it's Giovanni assigned him those rules. <laughs> we really gotta rebrand uh, this ship the three bruces uh, has nepotism as a word been defined yet in this <laughs> realm <laughs> or is that just like the way of the day i think we're defaulting to humanity's understanding of what nepotism means uh instead of this fantasy world but uh okay. uh captain bruce what is the meaning of all this ahoy there ral we're just getting ready to go to nardini uh, you should probably get dressed up. Uh, we're gonna be there pretty soon. Uh, do you, would you have any? Um, would you have any of these of these of this finery in uh, elephant size? Perhaps a a, a large woman's. Uh, well, wait, like lar- like large, like does does Val have like a rocking pair of tits or like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I- no, I, I think it's more of a sizing thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's more of the fitted nature of it. It's got to fit the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. fit the fit shoulders. The shoulders. <laughs> like the slimmer build. The, uh, it just, the waist. It just, fits a little, it, it just looks a little, you know, less cinching. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Val was, I don't suspect they actually have elven clothes on the boat. Um, uh, all right, so uh, Bruce speaks to you. Captain Bruce speaks to you. He says, uh, well, we I already gave, well, uh, between Bruce and I, we gave our spare shirt to uh, uh, Giovanni here. They share, um, they share maybe, spare. Maybe Captain... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
maybe Captain Pauline has a spare, but I'd feel a little uncomfortable going through her wardrobe. Hmm. Uh, duly noted. It sounds like you just got permission, though. Yeah, I totally did. I'm, I'm going to kind of just quietly make my way over there, I guess. <laughs> You're going to go on a panty raid? <laughs> I mean, she's probably, out of all the crew, she probably has the finest of threads. Absolutely. The illest drip, if you will, like the kids say. <laughs> Okay, all right, yeah, sure. Um, you wander off. I guess that's the end of the conversation. Bruce is just kind of standing there dumbfounded as he mentions Captain Pauline's cupboard, and you just wander back to the to the captain's quarters. Uh, what, you step inside? Uh, yeah, I guess hopefully Al's not just hanging out there. Uh, you step inside, Al's hanging out there. He's sitting at the desk. He looks like he's packing a few things, and he looks up as you enter, and he says, Ah, h- hello there, um, Finn. Uh, Val? This is Val. What, what, what brings you to the captain's quarters? Um, the need for some finery. You're gonna steal the cutlery? I mean, I'm in need of some, some finery. Some new finery. These, these sailor clothes won't do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see. Oh, man. That, uh, is that a vomit stain? Several. Wait, what, what's, what's Al wearing, if I may? <laughs> no, he's wearing his black robe. Yeah, is it just, naturally. Has he done anything naturally. to look better, or? Nope. Looks identical to when you saw him last. Taking off so soon, Al. Uh, well, I have to go meet an associate at Nardini, so this is my stop until I return to the ship and head back to Renlin. Hmm. Do they know it? We might be there for a week or so, and I have no desire to stay on this ship during that time. Might find a uh, place. Nor do I. I suspect this would be the end of our arrangement. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if you're going to be... Coming back on the ship, our arrangement will continue. I would hope that it would continue, as we do have some further business, I presume, if you would like me to not reveal your names to my associate. Agreed. That is the Uh, arrangement we have, right? Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. I see. Um, So you came in here for some finery. Um, How can I help? Uh, Never mind you. And I'm just going to just... Brush past him and look for a closet of some sort. Or trunk. Okay, roll an investigation check. All right. Oh, sh**. Uh, <laughs> Val rolled a nat-, nat 20. Jesus. Okay, all right. So you open a wardrobe that is on the left-hand side of the captain's quarters, and you pull the doors apart. In it, you can see a very, very, very fine blouse. It's a silk blouse. Has a lot of frills in the front of it. Very nice. Well done. There's no threading or anything. It seems like it's in mint condition. Okay. Uh, you can also see a pair of really well done leather pants, black leather pants. Mm. Sebastian Bach vibes. <laughs> I'll take it. I said le- leather pants, not leather skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? Uh, as you open the wardrobe, you also find a very nice belt. It's like a brown tanned hide. But it seems to have kind of scaling on it, which is unusual. It kind of looks like a cross between almost a cowhide and a serpent hide. And along the outer rim of it, you can see that there are a number of jewels that have been embedded in it. Ooh. Do I recognize the, le- the leather? I'll roll a nature check as I look up a creature. <laughs> um, and that's a nat 20. What? You got another nat 20. You're wasting all Jesus. your good rolls on belts. I I, I have just burned. <laughs> I, I, I wasting all your good I, rolls I, on belts. I, I, sh- I sure <laughs> hope we don't get in a fight. I'm going to look really cool. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. So you realize that this 
leather, if you could even call it that, actually, as best you can tell, comes from a chimera. Oh, very exotic, very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is probably one of the most exotic leathers you could get. For sure. Bell's actually never seen a chimera, so he's heard, heard the legends. No, uh, few <laughs> few people have, um, and those who have uh, don't live long enough to talk about it. Agreed. Um, so I would just like to just, just Captain Pauline is still indisposed on the bed, I take it? Yeah, about as indisposed as you can be. Okay, so I just want to just turn around and just be like, I'm only borrowing it, and then just... <laughs> Get out of my scrubby pirate clothes and uh, try and squeeze myself into these uh, the blouse and the, the pants. Yeah, of course. Uh, so you undress in front of Al and you start putting on Captain Pauline's clothes in front of Al. I'm not ashamed. And he's just kind of, he's looking at you like really awkwardly at first, stunned at what you're doing, and then just immediately turns away and looks out the back window. <laughs> the clothes fit perfectly. It's kind of, it's almost weird how well these fit you. Uh, and I'm doing this as a result of your natural 20 investigation and nature check. Uh, it's like a glove. Everything fits you perfectly. Wow. Uh, although the blouse has a little bit more room up top, but it, it kind of falls open and you can see like your bare chest underneath. Nice. Yeah. You effectively look <laughs> like Ben Garside at a late and loud show. <laughs> so fucking cool. Uh, a who and a what? <laughs> a roll of knowledge check to see if you recognize what that's from. Breaks the All fourth right. ball, takes psychic damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very on par for us. So there you are. You're wearing women's clothes, standing in the captain's quarters. What yep. do you do? Are you done? I'm done. I'm going to just make my way back onto the deck and form up with the boys, plan our next move. Okay. You return to the deck to see first mate Bruce walking up to Giovanni and passing him a shirt as well as like a little tin. And Giovanni, I presume that you kind of get yourself fancied up as well. Best as I can. And I think I know pretty well because, you know, I'm a member of a... You like curl your mustache I'm, or something? I'm a member of a religious order. You know, we have ceremonies that we, we have to look good for. Of course. Okay. So carrying on, you guys have dressed yourselves up somehow and the ship continues to approach Nardini. As the big gun approaches one of the docks, lines are cast down and a gangplank with railing is gently aligned with the ship. There is a bustle of activity on the dock, and you can make out the slight forms of sea elves with pale, almost white hair and light skin, tying down ropes and lugging cargo for the return voyage. In amongst their forms, you can see a human man in his early 40s pacing up and down the dock. He's a heavy-set man with shoulder-length hair falling back over his head and stubble lining his jaw. However, his clothes, too, are fine, and he's sporting a short burgundy cape across one of his shoulders. As the ship nears, he energetically rushes towards the gangplank and speaks out. Hail the ship! Br- Bruce, I think that's your, uh... That's your oh, oh, that's me. Um, yeah, I'm the captain. Uh, well, actually, he's the captain. I'm the first mate, but I can still, uh, respond. Um... Uh, hello, um, who goes there? My name is Duke Liar, and I am a representative of Ravencraft Express. I have a message here for some of your sailors. Yes, some of your crew. It arrived just this morning, and it's posted with all haste. I mean, that sounds like it's for us, right? <laughs> D- do you want me to go down and get the letter? <laughs> yeah, I, d- I doubt Josh would. <laughs> Bruce, you're the boss until I'm off this boat. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Um, 
Uh, well, you guys have your leave, or you're, you're Renland Guardsmen, so you have some mission here, I think. You don't have to stay on the ship. I don't, I don't know what your plans are now that you've reached Nardini. Well, I mean, have you handed out pay to everybody for the voyage here, or, uh... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually haven't given that much thought. Uh, I'll have to go check out the captain's quarters to divvy out what gold is here, but if you return here before our sailing, I'll be able to pay you guys, I think. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Didn't uh, that Al character mention something about knowing where the payroll was? I I don't know. I wasn't. I haven't spoken to him much. Sorry, Giovanni was just thinking out loud. Like that that thought meant to occur in Giovanni's brain. <laughs> it just kind of spilled out <laughs> of his sunburnt lips. Uh, <laughs> Mordecai just looks over at Gio and nods. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. Uh. Who is the uh, Who's the message for? I have a message for Giovanni du Chambray, I believe. So, wait a minute. Table talk. <laughs> Whoever sent this message assumed that we would have broken character by now in our undercover <laughs> operation. Or it could be or someone they're outside. They're trying to flush us out. It could be that. or uh, Who knows? It might be someone from your order. Or somebody sent a raven from the ship. Could be your mom. <laughs> Honey, you forgot your trunks. No. <laughs> you want me to send them in the mail? Uh, all right, I'll, I'll receive the letter then. Okay, do you guys go down to the dock? Absolutely. Nope, send it up. Send that letter up. Stay right here till I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the way you think, man. Yeah, let's get paid. Yeah, first. good call. Yeah, I was call, promised Joe. a bonus. <laughs> they got to have a nice tavern here. I'm broke. <laughs> okay, so the stout man walks up the gangplank and hands you a envelope. It seems to have been pressed over on top of itself, and it's been sealed with a wax seal. Ooh, what's the seal? Uh, it's nothing in particular. It seems like it's just a rounded thing that was pushed oh, into it. No, there's no, there's no, fun. there's no sign. There's no coat of arms. There's nothing oh, on it. No fun at all. Kind of mysterious. Mystery is fun. I'm going to open the letter. Okay, you open the letter, and written on it hastily is, G, trouble in Renlin. Return at all haste. Gone to find M, and then is signed MD. So that's from my sister, and my mom has gone missing. Or Martin. Or Martin. Or Martin. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're all just assuming that he read the letter out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, I just read it. So I, yeah, I not, Giovanni no, still I, thinks it's his mom. I did, not, I did not read that out loud, and no one has knowledge of what that letter says. Well, okay. Spill the beans, man. Oh, it's nothing. It's just some temple business. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, it's just a, a, a advertising. <laughs> no, I subscribed. I subscribed to Cloaks Anonymous <laughs> a few months back, and they keep sending me a subscription so, service. The, the newsletter. No, no, it's it's church business. The, there's a vacancy at uh, the <laughs> Sacred Object Temple in Schmirfnager, and. Uh, <laughs> The Schmurfmagurians have uh, requested that I uh, pay tribute there and see if I would fill the position. Oh, that's that's by Nilfenhagen. Yeah. Uh, could I have you roll a deception check? And uh, Mordecai and Val, could I have you roll insight checks? Cool. Sure. <laughs> I rolled a six. That's what that performance deserves, though. <laughs> Eighteen. 
I rolled another nat 20 for 26. Val has rolled his third. Jesus, three nat 20s in a roll. This is broken. This is super broken. Um, Okay, Uh, Mordecai, you definitely know that uh, Giovanni is lying. Uh, (laughs) Val, you know that Giovanni is lying, and also, like, he peed his pants. (laughs) (laughs) No, that doesn't make sense. You just know no, that he's that, super that lying. Make any sense? If anything, I'd be, I'd be sweating and like yeah. just. The, he sees all the body language. The <laughs> yeah, honestly, prob- I probably sounded exactly like I did in real, like speaking. Like, yeah. So Giovanni is lying, and you can see all the sweat stains that are around the front of his chest and under his armpits. Oh, I don't have a nice shirt. And you're gonna have to get this dry cleaned after you return it to to Bruce. No, I'm not. I'm gonna put my hand on Giovanni's shoulder. Man, you're you're really green at this, and then I'd like to slight it, uh, use a sleight of hand to get the note out of his hands. I'll just tell you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I know, but it's more fun. <laughs> no, it's already happening. All right, roll a sleight of hand check, Giovanni. Can I have you roll a dex check, and then we'll see who wins. <laughs> Swipe. <laughs> Nat one. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay, all right, Giovanni, you're able to stop Mordecai from taking the the paper out of your hands, but not before he rips it in half. <laughs> ah, it's a letter from my sister, I believe. Um, may I speak with you two privately? Is there an old man we can huddle near? <laughs> <laughs> captain's quarters. Yes, like the captain's quarters would serve this purpose very well. <laughs> we'll make our way over there. I think Al might be still skulking around in there, though, guys. That's okay. He might know something. I don't trust Al. Okay. So the three of you walk back to the captain's quarters, kind of pushing past a couple sailors that are starting to make their way off the ship and seem to be heading into the city. And you open the door. However, inside, the room is empty, other than Captain Pauline, who is laying on the bed. <sighs> that slippery bastard. Can I, can I take my sword out and just swing wildly around the room? <laughs> Just in case he's yes. Okay, I definitely want to do that, but not like okay, not, roll- not in a super dangerous way. I just want to swing at all the spaces that someone of L's stature could occupy. Every every corner, every shadow. I feel like we're making dex checks here. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we- just like poking around and just like. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you, it's like saying, I want to wield a, a bazooka carefully around the room. Like you're still swinging your sword, so you're gonna roll a melee attack. I rolled a 20. Okay, you swing around, and you do it in the most skillful knight of the sacred object way you possibly can, just cutting through what would be the torso of Al. Uh, you don't hit anything, though. You're just kind of swinging around in circles. I believe we are to be safe here. Good scan, Joe. Right. Good scan. What's, uh, what's the letter say? Come on. Well, if we hold the pieces together, we can deduce. Um, well, you guys can read it for yourself. No, 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 no. Return in a most. <laughs> Who's MD? I believe that is my sister. Names de Chambre. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's right. How fast can we get to Renlin, even? We just got here. Check your stone phone. See if you can reach. I'm assuming Martin is M. That is a good idea. That is a very good idea. If we all hold them close together, it might boost the signal. <laughs> By our powers combined. <laughs> Do we all have a stone phone? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole thing. <laughs> oh. All right. 
I'm gonna hold my stone phone out in front of me. Okay, like the uh, the Power Rangers, you all put your equipment into a huddle in between all of you, and you, you're holding your stones there. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you guys are holding your stones together. Like, what do you? <laughs> I don't remember how they work. All right, this has never worked before. No, sir. but uh, let, let's see. Mordecai is going to try and channel some of his like magic into his stone. Okay, see if he can just like give it a little boost. It's probably out of power. <laughs> uh, Giovanni's gonna. I'm gonna chant the Psalm of Communication. <laughs> All right, uh, John. I'm gonna need you to do that quietly in the background while uh, I figure out what Mordecai's doing. Okay, so Brent, can I have you roll a one d twenty? Yeah. There was communication. There were stones that are used to speak to people. Fourteen. Far away, far away. Okay, so Mordecai, you kind of feel the ebb of magic flow from your body out through your hands and into the stone in your hands. And you feel like you have kind of extended its strength a little bit. Okay. Uh, Martin. Martin, can you read me? You just hear a white noise coming through. Martin, we are trying to reach you, the power of the stones may be imbued with the power of the object, for they are an object less sacred themselves. <laughs> Val, you gonna try on yours? I, I think pumping some uh, some juice into these is working. Or actually, you wanna you wanna hold my stone with me? I mean, yeah. pump some of your magic into my rock. <laughs> what do I have to do to pump Morty's rock? <laughs> Just feel it! I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on I'm gonna lay on hand for one one healing on Morty's rock. Oh Mordecai's rock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, roll. I don't have to roll, I just lay lay up my hand on it. Is that uh sorry, is that D twenty? Reach out with your feelings. Seventeen. Seventeen? Okay, so you have channeled a little bit of magical energy into the stone. The the white noise kind of starts to quiet a little bit, but it's still there. Maybe he can hear us now. Martin! Martin, can you hear us? Damn it, Morty. It's Wait. your boys. Are, are we not going to uh, acknowledge that I laid on hand onto the stone? The stone is glowing, and there is a little chip in the corner that has uh, kind of healed itself. Huh. No, it hasn't. You don't have power to change stone. <laughs> oh, I have power to lay, lay it upon hands. I, I, you know, these guys have cool magic. He you know, dumped the one only... of his hit points into my stone. It's the only It's the only magic I got. I'm just trying to help out. <laughs> uh, everybody appreciates your contribution, but it doesn't seem to have done much. I can compel it to duel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cast... Throw the rock at your head? I'm, I'm, oh, is guys, one no, word? Don't, no, don't waste your magic. I think... I think it's yeah, indisposed. Uh, command is a cantrip, though. I can say command uh, and just say uh, Morty. Work. <laughs> can I, should I try that? Maybe that's how the phone works. Uh, command answer? like, <laughs> Or just I'll just say command and just say Martin's Speak. name, and maybe that will summon him through the stone. Give it a shot. It's just a cantrip, so. I cast command at thee, Martin. I take it by uh, Josh's silence that nothing happens. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys have had enough time. Could I please have you roll a intelligence check to see if you can remember something that you should already know? Okay. I, I don't see what magical rocks have to do with intelligence, but okay. <laughs> Is it a seafaring intelligence check? Uh, Not seafaring. You will never use that again. <laughs> I rolled an 18. Ooh, seven for Bell. <laughs> 12 for Mordecai. Okay, 
Unfortunately, this passes by Val and Mordecai, but Giovanni, you recall that when Martin gave you these stones, he indicated that they can only be used from about 500 meters to maybe a kilometer at like oh most. Oh my god. <laughs> but you guys are leagues, leagues away from Renlin right now. I have bad news, friends. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe the range on these stones is only 500 to 1,000 meters. Well, bless. Well, that would explain why he sent uh, a letter. And Mordecai sheepishly puts his Stone of Far speech back in his coat. We need to get a signal booster for these things. It's kind of a useless distance if you really think about it. Man, I'm telling you, ravens are the way. You know, they're old school, but they work. It's reliable. What if we tied a stone to the raven? (laughs) (laughs) What if you had a fleet? Of stone carrying ravens, and that boosts the overall signal around. Yeah, or like a network of stones, like could place in like a line between. Yeah, you know what? You know when what? we retire from this guard business, we're starting a new uh, a new company. Tell tell commute us. Uh, oh man, I couldn't think of a pun for that. Um, <laughs> let's just roll right on. Communication. 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 Oh lord. All right. Well, the only way we're getting back there is by boat, and we don't. When when does this boat head back? Uh, obviously, when what's his face is done getting his artifact, right? Yes, I had this whole plan of like following that guy around. That is uh, gone, for lack of a better term, bottoms up. But uh, I mean, we, I was going to apologize to the guy first, but uh, seems like he's shaking on out of here. So, friends. I say this with nothing but the most sincerest belief. I think we've earned ourselves a night off. (laughs) 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 No, I think we should just go and, uh, you know, have a nice meal at a local establishment. We're all dolled up. We look fly and sweaty and, uh, (laughs) just be good, uh, good to set foot in the new place. And, uh, you know, well, we have to settle uh, the, the matter of payment first. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's get paid. And honestly, I, I kind of want to track down that guy. I mean, this whole artifact thing sounds very litchy to me. Uh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, right. I was just, I was just hoping through cosmic alignment, us going to a place <laughs> would bring him to us. You know, we haven't had a decent meal in a while. Yes. How about, how about we stop at the first tavern? We get a bite to eat and then we try and track the guy down, but or- uh, uh, keep it under an hour. Th- that guy has fine tastes. Why not go to a fine restaurant? Because he was talking about finding a nice place. Let's go to the nicest hotel in Nardini. <laughs> what? That's not a bad. That's not a bad plan, is it? <laughs> you mean they don't have a McTavern Bros here? We're going to the. Uh... The Howard Johnson. <laughs> oh my God. You, you guys are going to go to the two trees, but it's like literal two trees. <laughs> the two trees. The Fortnite Inn. Oh. Or the Night Inn. The Night's Inn, because that's a real place. No, I said the Fortnite Inn. Like the, hol- yeah. the Holiday yeah. Inn. <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the Hotel, the Marriott, it's the Chariot. Ooh. Ah. Okay, these puns are great, but what, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> these aren't jokes. These are just hotels we're planning on going to. If we need to maybe ask around the ship, see what uh, the good yeah. hotel yeah, is. Yeah, we're, 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 we're a good clean places. Let's go ask Captain Bruce and uh, also get paid. Yeah, let's get, get paid. paid. <laughs> okay, all right. You guys leave the captain's quarters, leaving Captain Pauline just laying there in her bed, 
Oh, what? She gonna pat f- her on the she... on the boot on the way out. <laughs> no. Okay, you just pat her boot. All right, nothing happens. Yeah, see if that can get a rise out of her and look over my shoulder. <laughs> eh, nothing. All I'm right, a, I'm gonna do a quick yell like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I assume there's somebody here in Nardini who can help her, so or we can find somebody. But all right, the three of you make your way out of the captain's quarters, closing the door behind you, and make your way to Bruce, who is standing by the railing and appears to be speaking with two sea elves wearing long white cloaks. Hey, uh, Bruce, Bruce, buddy. He turns away from the two elves that he's speaking to and says, "Uh, just a minute, fellas. Uh, I'll be right with you. Uh, I'm just going to talk to these guys." You having some trouble with those guys? What's going on? Uh, no problem, really. Uh, they're here to see Captain Pauline. We're going to be moving her to the Nardini Sanatorium. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you should probably tell them she's connected to a box, and they should probably lift her carefully. You know. Yeah, um, good idea. I'll, I'll, uh, you guys get that, fellas? And the two CLs that are standing in front of them nod their heads. Okay. Uh, f- Captain, if I may. Uh, yeah, what's on your mind, Giovanni? I, I believe the best treatment options would be in Renlin, so I think tis best now to leave her undisturbed in her quarters. You you really think so? I mean, the Nardini Sanatorium is considered one of, like, the foremost medical hospitals in the land. I'm just trying to think of how good a sanatorium could ever be. Um, Gio, I think they might have the better facilities than the, than the ship. I think these, these guys might know what they're, they're doing. Might just be, might just be for the best. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, you sea elves. What, what do you know about cybernetics? Uh, the two sea elves that are standing there <laughs> turn away from Captain Bruce and they speak to you, Giovanni, and they say, "Min gar garad o ifirin body avaratui o mechanics." Well, I'm satisfied. <laughs> do I understand it? Wait, what? I I do not speak Elvish, but I picked up one word and I'm. They seem like nice elves. Yeah, Val, you can understand this. Uh, they are saying, we have knowledge of the human body and a variety of mechanics. Okay. Um, See, this would have been a good time for Feudal Translate. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We have, a, we have a native elf speaker yeah. here. Can I, uh, can I speak in Elvish to them? Just like, excuse my friend. You know, he's just being defensive or something. Naive. Uh, naive. And... Uh, just, you know, politely. He's very young. Go about their way. Okay. Uh, they respond to you, which roughly translated means it is fine. He's human. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I'm laughing. Clearly Mordecai picks up on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mordecai doesn't understand, but he knows when to laugh and laughs when <laughs> everybody else laughs. <laughs> That's the right. <laughs> Just gets, he gets the cadence, I guess. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I've read a lot of books. I know the part that says human. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same. A little racist, but whatever. Uh, anyways. <laughs> let's, get, let's get paid, boys. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you're standing there in front of, of Captain Bruce. What do, you, what do you say? You're just standing there looking at him? Money. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. All right. You, stand, you just start saying money in front of Bruce there. <laughs> Put my hand out. Uh, okay, um, yeah, you want to get paid. I can get you paid, but we just have to get paid by Al first, who is, um, <sighs> supposed to fund this venture. Ah, Al's gone. Al is gone. What? Yeah, he, he's gone. I mean, he seems like a guy who keeps to his contracts, um, 
That's not good. Yeah. A scoundrel. Well, I know that he had some business to attend to on Nardini. He should be back promptly, I hope. Uh, at which point, I think we can pay you, certainly on the return voyage. Um, I just don't know where the finances are. I just started this job, so... So we'll wait for a bit for uh, Al to get back, at which point I think I can pay you guys. When is this When is this ship scheduled to leave again? Uh, we're here for a week. Mm. 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 All right. See, this is why I was saying we got to track this guy down. Let's go sniff him out. Yes. Uh, I, I'm really not too concerned about Al. I think he'll be coming back. Um, but uh, others are venturing out into the city. I'll let them know to keep an eye out for him. If you guys happen to see him, you know, let him know. Come back to the ship. Pay us when you can. He, yeah. he owes you more money before the return voyage? Yeah. Bruce? Well, yeah. He uh, he paid the down payment for the venture, but it's not enough to cover all the wages. We're expecting a larger sum uh, upon the return. Hmm. I'd say there was talk of a bonus for ca- the captured vessel for myself. Um, uh, yes, the ship my brother sailed back on. Oh, yes. Uh, have they made port yet? I haven't had a chance yet to check with the dock authorities yet, but when I do, I'll uh, get back to you and let you know what happens from that. Okay, thank you, Captain. Uh, where would a evil rich man dine in a city like this? Well, I don't know about evil. That's weirdly specific. Um, but I think one of the places I would like to stay at in Nardini would certainly be the hands-on, too. It's uh, oh, really God. great. Object. Josh, uh, w- would you say that uh, Mordecai got a decent look at what Al looked like? Like I saw his face, height, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say that you got a pretty good look at him. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. The more time we waste sitting on deck, the more we lose him in this city. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So the three of you turn away from Captain Bruce, not even saying goodbye. And then walk down the gangplank, connecting the barge to the dock. It's busy with CLs, but among them you can see the form of Duke Liar standing there. Why, hello there! I couldn't help but overhear that you three were planning on heading to the Hanzon 2. Would you mind if I joined you? (laughs) For the route, I have an associate I was planning on meeting. Giovanni, this guy talks like you. Who is this guy? I'm sorry. <laughs> My Duke, name, of course, Duke of is Duke Liar, and I am a associate of the Ravencraft Express who brought you your massage. Is he more or less sweaty than I am right now? Uh, uh, you have a tough time figuring out that, but uh, Val would notice that he's about equally as sweaty as you are. Can I roll an insight just to try to get a judge of this guy's character? And, and his perspiration? <laughs> And his perspiration. Uh, yeah, roll a insight check. <laughs> That's a seafaring knowledge check, guys. Smell my brine. <laughs> no, you will never be using that again. Oh, I loved that mechanic. Yeah, it was pretty cool. No, thank God that we are off of the ship. You will never be using that skill again. I rolled a 15 for insight. Okay, so looking at Duke Liar, you can tell that he's a heavy set man, but he wears very fancy clothes. He seems to be well put together, and there doesn't seem to be anything disingenuous about him. He seems honest. Yes, well, these are strange times. Um, Tell you what, good sir. Why don't you head there and get us a table and we'll meet you there. You want me to get you stuff at the Hans on 2? Oh, yeah, we're going to the <laughs> Robin <Robert> Dezug. Um, <laughs> I, I'm confused. We should just, can we just... Uh, well, I'm happy to work with you there, accompany you, but... um. 
But I don't really know you. No, he has no idea. <laughs> Why don't you uh, pull us up a uh, mud bath? We'll be right there. Well, I, I don't think I'm going to pull you up a mud bath. Uh, I, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Hospitality in this city, am I right? Well, I had overheard that your ship was from Renlin, and I thought it would be nice to speak and meet with fellow Renlinians like myself. Ah, you're from Renlin. What part? Oh, I used to move amongst the courts of Renlin until I had a bit of a falling out. There was a uh, a bit of a kerfuffle amongst some of the courtly noble ladies I shall not get into. Gross. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, I like, like this guy already. <laughs> would I uh, Would I recognize the, the last name Liar then? Since like, Giovanni and I are both a little bit yeah, higher born. Would, would I recognize that? Is that a history check? Uh, yeah. How about you guys roll a history check to see if you recognize this name? Okay. Six. And? Come on, knock it out. Thirteen. All right, so Giovanni, you don't really recognize the name Liar. It, it, it doesn't really sound too familiar to you. However, Mordecai, you do recognize it, but again, very loosely. You feel like there's a name associated with some of the courts, but you can't quite pinpoint like why it is or what happened around that name. Okay. Oh, that's such uh, a tease. Mr. Mr. Liar, you're, you're familiar with this area of Nardini, right? How long have you been here? Oh, I have been in Fair Nardini for nigh a decade now, after my oh, uh, little indiscretion. See, we're we're very green to this place. Uh, we, we could... oh, oh, I can tell. Uh, some of you are greener than others. And then he pokes Val's <laughs> belly. <laughs> yep, uh, I wouldn't be doing that, friend. The, the guy got seasick so much. Um, save your cloak. Yeah. Oh, yes, um, pull that away. How about we tell you what's been going on with the homeland... And you, uh, show us down the main street here. Uh, certainly. I would like nothing more than to show a few fellow Renlenians through the city of Nardini. All right, cool. We've got an accord. Guys, guys, we're following him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Elias, did you happen to see a man in a dark cloak? Oh, that menacing character that came through here a few minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yes, I believe he walked up one of the main streets of Nardini. Oh, could you show us, uh, which way? Well, I I think he just went up the main one. I wasn't particularly paying attention to him. I didn't think I had to. Yeah, you seem like an astute guy. You got a good head on your shoulders. Point point the way and we'll follow. Well, I'll do what I can. Totally try to butter him up. <laughs> well, you're off to a good start. So the three of you, four of you, begin walking up one of the main streets that runs down to the Nardini ports. Along the street, you can see a bustle of activity. Shopkeepers are showcasing their wares from open windows, and patrons walk up and down the street perusing what products they come along. You can tell that a significant percent of the population is sea elf, characterized by their pale hair and skin, but occasionally you see a dwarf, human, or halfling walking amongst the crowd. I'm going to grab Giovanni by the neck and Val by the neck. Uh, You guys go up front. I'm going to follow a little bit further behind. And I'll push them forwards, and then I'd like to use my coat's bonus action to hide amongst the crowd. 
I as soon as you said <laughs> the the beginning of that sentence, I knew you were going to do the Assassin's Creed thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mordecai just starts like taking a half step back and just like walking amongst the crowd awkwardly, like touching the shoulders of people as he walks past. <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> oh, man. If I'm touching people, can I pickpocket as I go? <laughs> Might be an unlock. <laughs> so that cloak allows you to kind of use the hide action as a free action. Um, but it comes into play when others are actively seeking for you. So when we come to it, if like that ha- pops up, then we'll, uh, we'll, then we'll roll for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I would like to ask Sir Sir Liar a question. Okay, uh, go ahead. Oh, say, Sir Liar, this is a fine city here. What type of religious institutions are available to the public? Oh, God. Well, the elves have their various beliefs regarding the constellations and the sea, though I found through personal experience that they are mostly agnostic in practice, though some seem to keep to the worship of their old gods. It'd be an interesting place to start a start a temple if one were so inclined to do. Well, I suppose so. If you were so inclined, uh, you just try to spread the good word of the sacred object. Oh, you're a member of the cult. <laughs> Such an interesting people they are. Quite. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, we're interesting, I guess. <laughs> Though I might mention that the elves can be pretty protective of their beliefs, whether they adhere to them or not, I suppose, I would be careful about starting anything up here. Oh, the object to some is not so much a religion as it is a personal philosophy of how to best live a life. Wow, that sounded real cultish. (laughs) (laughs) Giovanni's middle name is Manson. It's pretty though. Um... Giovanni Prosciutto de Chambre. <laughs> While we were walking up the street, uh, I just want to make uh, perception checks to see if I can note anybody with a dark cloak that looks anything close to Al. Sure. Um, roll a perception check. Fourteen. Okay. So looking around the street, you can see that it's quite busy. Lots of people are moving around, and the city seems very active. Along the left-hand side of the road, you can see a group of four or five people all wearing identical blackish cloaks. You think that if you wanted to, you could probably blend into them to hide from guards, a la Assassin's Creed style. <laughs> I'll note that one for later, and then I'll, I'll catch up to the rest of them. Sure. Laya, do you consider yourself an uh, enjoyer of the finer things? Oh, yes, I do say that I like to partake in the finer things. What say if you buy uh, these tired old sailors here the first round of champagne? You want me to buy you three a round of drinks? You know what, buddy? That's okay. I've got it, and I'd like to pickpocket him with my sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. Uh, roll a sleight of hand check. And I'm using Tides of Chaos to take this at advantage. <laughs> Come on. 16. All right. Okay. So while Giovanni is speaking to Liar, you manage to sneakily put your hand behind Duke Liar's cloak and pull out a little embroidered purse. Ooh. The Duke says, Thank you, sir. I am quite botched. 
I would love a glass of something. You know, I don't actually think I've gotten your name yet. Fake name. Uh, fake name. <laughs> Sorry. My, my friends call me Morty. That's That's all you need to know. And you seem friendly enough. That's a weird way to say that. Yeah, come on in. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. everyone and welcome back to another episode of late and legends just a few announcements today if you're interested in hearing more about late and legends check out our new website www.lateandlegends.com where we'll be keeping a schedule of our episodes as well as merchandise and additional content for listeners if you'd like to support late and legends join us over on patreon we have a number of reward tiers for patrons and there is no pressure to stick around if you'd like but we'd love your help Additionally, if you can, please like Leighton Legends on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and leave us a review on Facebook or iTunes. These reviews really help our podcast get out into the internet and find new listeners. If you'd like to become a character in Leighton Legends, like and share the podcast in any of our social media feeds using the hashtag Leighton Legends, lowercase, all one word, and you might just find that your name pops up in the adventure. For instance, this week you'll have met Duke Lyre, who is named after a friend of ours on Instagram, Dungeons Classrooms. They're one of my favorite followers on Instagram, uh, as they're a teacher that tries to introduce D&D into the education setting. And I think what they're doing is super cool, and it's awesome to have them now incorporated into our podcast. I've got a lot of characters coming up this season, and I'll be needing character names. Share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag Leighton Legends, and you might find out that your name makes its way into the podcast. Additionally, our Leighton Legends videos have been making their way onto YouTube. Brendan has gone back and converted our early adventures from Season 1 into cool little comic videos for viewers to watch. I'm personally really enjoying what he's done and the artwork that he's created. If you want to check them out, just look for Leighton Legends on YouTube. They come out every Wednesday at 10am. We hope you enjoy them. That's all for now. Let's get back into the adventure. Alright, so the four of you approach the entrance to the Hanzon 2. The entryway is glamorous alone, with gilded glass doors, and walls and floors lined with white marble. But the decadence of the interior outstrips the outside as you enter the main hallway. The only words to describe it that I have are flashy and <laughs> seductive. <laughs> Wait, mirrors. What's the mirrors situation? Tell me there's mirrors everywhere. <laughs> mirrors everywhere. They're all over the place. Yes. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I love this place. Yourself all day. Nice. Is there somehow electronic music playing very loudly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's this constant thrumming of electro pop music that's like constantly playing in the background. Arcane bass. <laughs> so uh, Mordecai will walk right up to the desk with a coin purse. I have no idea what's inside it. And uh, I'd like the, uh, the treatment for uh, my friends here. Whatever they want. 
Alright, so you walk up to the front desk of the Hanzon 2. There's a tall gentleman with a ponytail standing there with his back to you. As you speak out to him, he turns around and you look directly into a pair of black tinted sunglasses. It's Hans. Ha Hans, but how did you get here? Oh, I'm everywhere, baby. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn it. We're going to have to have a conversation yeah, later. No, no, no. I, I want to use divine sense right now. I, there's something about this. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. He's probably some scary fake creature. All right. Do you have to roll anything for that? No. No, I do not. You just have to tell me the goods. <laughs> All right, so you reach out with Divine Sense, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the noise that plays. Nice. So you open up your senses to the vibes of Hans on 2. You don't sense anything undead or fiendish or evil of that nature, but you do sense some latent powers that are reminiscent of the Fae, but it's a sensation you are not familiar with. Just gotta open my... Dungeons and Dragons player manual here and look up phase really quick. It's the land of the elves, man. Come on. It's actually the land of the fairies, not the elves. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I failed that class. <laughs> Cut. Uh, you do that in your character voice, so do you say that? I'm assuming the characters are having this exact conversation. <laughs> yeah. Actually, John, could I have you roll a history check and then I can tell you what... Giovanni knows about the fate. Boom, yeah, that's a way better idea. I don't feel like reading anyway. Reading's <laughs> for nerds. Uh -huh. Can I, I rolled an eight. Can I just ask, like, do I, does that, never mind. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so you unfortunately skipped a lot of the classes at the Order of the Sacred Objects Academy that covered the Fae. But what you do recall is that the Fae aren't any one type of peoples. It's kind of like a general term used to describe a variety of different magical creatures. Some are humanoid, others are not. For the most part, the Fae don't interact much with the material world. They come from another world that kind of loosely differentiates itself from the material plane. There are places where this divide is closer, but for the most part, it's like a separate world, separate entity. It's sort of like the two worlds, the material and the Fae, are slightly out of sync with each other, and the Fae world is weird. It's just plain weird. Okay. But for the most part, you kind of know that Fae people are rare. You don't see them often. Sometimes they open up spas. Um... <laughs> is calling. What's the realm that uh, Mordecai slips into when he puts on his crazy coat? The ethereal plane. The ethereal plane, the ethereal plane. The ethereal plane is, is that like adjacent to the Fey realm, or is it just? It's different? like the plane between planes. Oh, interesting. Uh, Val Mordecai, I detect magic here. You got any? Do, do you? Well, I mean, there's magic everywhere, dude. I get magic out of the dirt in the air. Oh, god damn. That is not what I think. <laughs> not of the evil you seek, Giovanni. The magic is in you. I know. I can literally make people feel better with my hands. You know what? Let's have somebody else do that for us. Uh, Hans, can we get the uh, massage suite for everyone, please? Yes, of course. We would love nothing more than to schedule you in. Ah, thank you. A group session. This takes me back to my church days. <laughs>
just want to clear. Can I clear, clear one thing up very quickly about this? Sorry, the Church of the Sacred Object only can, only consensual acts ever performed. It's a big, big part of the religion. Just want to. There's nothing evil or weird or creepy about it. Even though other churches will try to throw those accusations around, everyone was into it. Everyone wanted it, and it was it was a place of free love and expression. And they just worked. They couldn't handle that. Uh, okay, uh, Han says, "Sure, baby, whatever you say." Should I schedule you an appointment for today? Yeah, sure. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> what name should I put that under? Yes, Frederick Bolster. I know for a fact that is not your name. No, uh, uh, you know what? The Duke was nice enough to show us around, and uh, we don't bank in Nardini, so would you mind putting your name down? We'll pay, but... Uh, uh, Mordecai, could I have you roll a persuasion check? Sure. 16. Mm. All right, so the Duke turns to you, and he says, You want me to put my name down? It's your tab. Shouldn't we give them your name? I mean, that coin purse is all the money we have, so as long as we don't go over it, we won't need a tab. But we don't bank here. What purse? Oh, mine, the one I just put down over there. It's, you know, and Hans already has it. Don't worry about it. And Hans speaks up. It doesn't really matter to me to which one of you has their name down, as long as I have a name for the tab. Ah, you know me, Hans. I don't like to worry about that kind of thing. Anyways. Hans, Hans. <laughs> Though the purse does feel a little light, shall we say? And Hans turns over the purse and, like, a little piece of lint falls out. Ah, <laughs> Some duke this is. <laughs> Broke-ass duke. <laughs> say, Sir Liar... I don't think we should be hanging out together. (laughs) (laughs) Your people will call our people, you know. Sorry. What is the meaning of this? Never before have I been spoken to like this. Shh. It's not you. It's us. I am a member of the House Liar. Never before have I been treated like this. Speaking of which, how is that spelled again? Was it A-I-R or Y-R-E? Just like it sounds. L-Y-E-R. Please, sir, if you feel so slighted, do challenge me to a duel or do something noble and honorable about it, or please be out of our presence. You're uh, an annoying uh, person. No, no that's, that won't be, be an issue. I'll, uh, I'll leave. Um, what? Goodbye. <laughs> And Duke Liar exits stage left. Oh my, I didn't even have to roll intimidation. <laughs> <sighs> okay, uh, Hans, uh, could you could you put it on like the Renlin guard tab? I don't know if it works over here. Hans, I will I will give you 50 gold right now if you play a ball and answer a couple short questions for us. Uh, no to the Renlin guard tab. <laughs> you will have to give me some type of card for your tab. But uh, yes to the 50 gold. What is up? A card. Uh, (laughs) Like a thin piece of stone? (laughs) (laughs) They have parchment here, man. (laughs) Yeah, but they have like hard... Books exist. Card stock is like such a modern... Ah, never mind. It's it's like, it's a leather-bound piece of wood and it's stitched in the side. Oh, like (laughs) a nice like like embroidered leather hard card. Oh, maybe it's oh. a little piece of a square of like metal, like like polished steel or uh, something. Ooh. 
I'm sorry, that got away from me. <laughs> do we do we have one of those? <laughs> like a birthday card? <laughs> we'll play oh, card. uh, you, you got a spare parchment around? I'll just write that down. A magic card? Yes, I think that would do just fine. And Hans reaches under his desk and comes back with a piece of parchment and a quill. All right, so like I, I write down uh, Mordecai the Great, and then I prick my thumb and drop some blood on it. Uh, there we go. Oh so, God, <laughs> that's so grim. Hans is gonna own your soul. Hans picks up the paper and then he says to you, "Yes, I think that will do nicely. Thank you very much. I will just tuck this away." Uh. Hans, you know, I don't know too many people of the Fae, but I don't mind you. What? A uh, Fae? There are no Fae here. You know I'm a paladin, right? Uh, I I do now. <laughs> it's okay, I don't, I don't, it's not a problem at all. Why, why, why do you keep it such a secret? Well, you know, some people don't like the Fae. We have a pretty bad rap. You're in good company here, friend. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, just keep that on the down low. Well, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep you a secret if you help us unravel a mystery. Well, I might be interested in helping, uh, though that information does not come cheap. <laughs> I mean, you have my friend's blood for ransom, so <laughs> who, knows, who knows what you could do with I that. I have zero gold to my name, I whisper under my breath. All of a sudden, the room goes cold and Mordecai. Uh your vision begins to tunnel as the room becomes darker. With a grim look and an inhuman twist, Hans turns his head towards you and inches towards your face. Your noses are nearly touching. You are a risk, human. Pay back your debts and do not with me. And then everything is back to normal. <laughs> did wait? Did any of us feel that, or was that just a Hans Mordecai moment? Uh, not really. You guys didn't notice it. Time just passed normally. Mm. I'd like to walk up to Hans and just be like, "I got you." I mean, you're at the front okay. desk. Yeah, I know, but I'll, I'll walk closer to the <laughs> like counter. Like your noses were like touching a second ago. <laughs> was I? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna lean over the counter and be like, "Hans, Hans, buddy, I got you," and I, 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 I pinky swear with him. Ah, a pinky swear, eh? <laughs> These do not come lightly. And then Hans reaches across and then shakes your pinky with his pinky. Yeah, we're good. We're good, buddy. So what's up? What do you want to know? Hans, we're searching for a figure, a man clad in black. He reeks of... Actually, he doesn't really reek of anything in particular, according to my sense. Suspicion but... and villainy. Suspicion <laughs> and villainy, yes. Excellent, pal. Pass me that uh, that quill and parchment back real quick, and I'm going to sketch it out as best as I can from memory what he looks like. Um, okay, alright, roll a performance check. Yes. Well played. Come on. Thirteen. Alright, so you draw up a little caricature of Al. It's kind of cartoonish, but, you know, you get the right impression. Do you pass that over to Hans? Yeah. Alright, Hans takes a look at it, and he looks back up at you, and he says, Oh, the necromancer! Oh, oh what? Come on. What? You didn't know? He has that black cloak and everything. 
You know what? We should have known. Yeah, we... Is there any reason why I wouldn't have been... Oh, Divine Sense, he's not divine. He's just evil. <laughs> he's just a bad human. I really gotta get the tat good and evil, but... Is that spell, is it like the conceptual evil? Well, you know, necromancy in general isn't really too bad. Just because you're a necromancer doesn't mean you're a bad guy. I mean, if you think about uh, it, they I, could, you know, reunite dead family members. I, I understand as a paladin that's not all magic of bringing You know, it's people. perceptions like this that affect my people, too. Uh. Oh, here we go. Hans, Hans, deep breaths. Okay, come back. Okay, okay, I'm fine. It's fine. It's just upsetting. <laughs> okay, okay. Hans, we, we seek this evil man because we believe he means ill will towards all beings and people. Perhaps you can help us find him. Oh, yeah? What'd he do? He's working for a bad guy. We were hired to track down, you know... Certain certain uh, acquisitions said bad guy was making led us to Mr. Necromancer here. So, you know, we're just trying to do our due diligence. Hmm, okay. I think I could help. But like I said, it's going to cost you. Guys, guys, get you over are, here. You, you already told us he was here. Hmm, <laughs> maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. Could have left. <laughs> oh, I love Hans. God. <laughs> Hans. I'll give you nine uh, gold pieces, Hans. Tell me every tell us everything you know. You know what? But I'll I'll kick in one to round it up to an even ten. <laughs> Alright, Hans holds his hand out and it's just kinda of floating there. Boom. Okay, Hans closes his hand around the ten gold pieces and then opens it again. The ten gold pieces are missing, but his hand is still just sort of hanging out there, just kinda of doing a gimme gimme motion. It's everything with <laughs> my dagger in it. I'm just gonna give him a, a, a da- I'm gonna give him a dagger. See what that does. You do that, and Hans just like tips his hand over, and he goes, "Ah, I don't want a dagger." Oh, f- I thought maybe his fate magic would be like, "Oh, a dagger." I don't know what my plan was there. That's, all, that's all my gold, Hans. <laughs> I gave you my blood, man. Ah, you know that's pretty cheap. Oh Christ! I mean object. Ah. We give him thirty-nine gold. All right, Hans. His hand closes around the thirty-nine gold. It opens again, and it's disappeared. No longer there. And then he looks up at you and he says, "Well, what would you like to know?" Everything you know, please. Well, he checked in this afternoon. I think he's going to be corresponding with someone who's here. Uh, two thirty-one. You can check that out if you like, but you didn't hear it from me. I am just the front clerk, after all. Okay. And? No, no, that's good. That's pretty good. And? Uh, Uh. despite wearing black, his favorite color is yellow. (laughs) And? And what? I don't know what else you want. Thank you, Hans. The champagne, Hans. The champ, the champagne. Really- <laughs> let's, uh, let's, have a, let's have a drink of that real quick. Oh uh, yes, of course. Fifty gold pieces. I'll put that on your tab. <laughs> it's a f- expensive bottle of champagne. <laughs> it's really not. I mean, it costs fifty gold. <laughs> yep. Would you like to have a glass? Would you like to have a glass with us, Hans? Uh, no. Pourquoi? It's really not that good. Right. You just slipped into Slash there. Calm down, Geo. <laughs> Let's go in for our massage treatment, uh, but maybe we'll we'll track down this room first, and then we'll go there. 231. Maybe one of you could go watch the room. I think I will be having a full-body massage. All right. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go look for the room. Wait, that's that's kind of a dick move on my part. How about we take turns? One of us can stake out to the room while the other two massage and we'll, we'll do on shifts of an hour. The massaging seems like a boring aspect of Dungeons & Dragons, but I really feel like the stress of the sea is weighed very heavily upon Giovanni. and He really needs... Yeah, I, I would really like to have a shower, I think, for sure. But I think it's on brand for his character to like really just have a nice soak. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai leaves to track down the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the party splits up. Giovanni and Val, you guys take a left and enter into like a spa complex with like glass doors and like entrances into change rooms and whatnot. And you guys end up taking a bath and getting a massage and it's really great. Woo! At the same time, Mordecai takes a right and walks over to a set of odd looking doors, unusual doors that have like a button in front of them. And you press the button, and the doors open, and it's an elevator. You get inside, some cool beats are playing over an intercom. Then you arrive at the second floor, the doors open, and you step out, and it's a long hallway that seems to have several rooms attached okay, to it. Okay, sweet, sweet. Um, is Hans the only one that works at these facilities, or does he have uh, staff? You have no idea, but Hans is the only person that you have seen. <laughs> okay. Um, on the second floor, is there a staff closet for cleaning supplies, wardrobe, anything of that sort? Could I have you roll a perception check? Okay. Eight. Okay, so the doors to the second floor open, and you're looking down a long corridor. Carpeting extends all the way down the hall, and you can see that there seems to be, like, a number of apartments that are all kind of connected to this main entranceway. Everything is the same kind of marble and gold from downstairs but you can't really tell much beyond that although that there is like a closet that says janitor right next to the elevator okay uh can i try the door see if it'll open okay you try the door it is unlocked you open it and there's hans he's standing there hello sir is there anything i can help you with you know what i honestly had a feeling this was gonna happen um hans buddy you know what a stakeout is right oh like a beef theme restaurant no, no, no. That's the one in Renland called Steak In. Steak Out. I, I, I need uh, use of this room to keep an eye on bad guy necromancer so I can relay it to my friends. Oh, you want to spy on the man in 231? Yeah. I see, I see. Huh. Well, I could give you use of this room. And then Hans holds up his palm and it's facing you and it's open and it's just kind of doing a give-me-money gesture. <laughs> I've got no money. <laughs> I literally have zero in the bank. Yes, Morty. Uh, I'm just going to shake his hand. Be like, You've got my undying friendship. Thank you so much. <laughs> Close myself in the room. Okay, so you just kind of pull him out and put yourself in? Yeah. All right, you pull Hans out. He goes, ah! And then you close yourself in. The door's closed now. You're by yourself in the janitor closet. <laughs> Okay. Whew. And then I'll I'll hanker down, uh, try and keep a, a line of sight towards uh, the room in question through like a crack in the door or something. Sure. You're just keeping an eye on room 231. Yep. And I'll uh, I'll send a message down to the guys uh, telepathically just saying like, I've got eyes on the room. Uh, I'm in a storage closet. It's pretty inconspicuous. Uh, I'll let you know if I see anything. Thank you. I'm getting the karate chop uh, <laughs> action there. Uh. Okay, so you're on stakeout now. I'm going to roll a d4 to see how long you've been waiting for. And that's a 2. 
So you've been there for two hours. Can I ask a question? Uh, in real time, mechanics of the game. Would Val and I have gone upstairs and tried to look for Mordecai after the first hour had passed of our plan? Yeah, I think that would be fine. So whenever you want to go upstairs and join Mordecai, you could. Uh, how long did the treatments last? I mean, like uh, the massage, got a massage, long shower, really long shower. Let's say like 40 minutes have passed. And the champagne, uh, it's drinking, that's... Uh... That's a 30 uh, minimum seconds. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's see how much champagne you guys have uh, drank. Giovanni, could I have you roll a d4? And Val, could I have you roll a d4? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to roll them dice. I don't care. <laughs> d4, eh? Both of us? Yeah. That's a one. <laughs> uh, three. All right. So between the two of you, you managed to drink four bottles of champagne. Val, <laughs> 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 that, that was real thirsty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that uh, Val ordered more, but uh, Giovanni drank more. <laughs> okay, so after some massages and some extra drinks, the two of you make your way up to the second floor and find Mordecai cowering in a closet. The closet is not especially big. It's only like maybe two by two. So you guys are going to have to figure out how you're all going to be squeezing into that. What? We can't all boss we fit in there. No, 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 we can't. Two feet by two feet is very small. <laughs> Val looks very uh, Faye-like. Why don't we give him some of the cleaning supplies and have him in the hallway pretending to tidy up? Wouldn't we have to disguise him, though? Because the the necromancer would recognize him, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, there's probably stuff in here. Uh, Val, put your hair up. (laughs) Okay, but you're, like, in a closet with a bunch of cleaning supplies. How are you disguising Mm. him? I've got a disguise kit, like... Uh, Okay. Oh, well, that'll work. Um, So could I have Val roll a performance check? And Mordecai, you're giving him advantage. Sure. Yeah. Giovanni's just like tapping on stuff in the closet, just like air drumming. (laughs) (laughs) 19. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so you managed to put together like a half-decent disguise for Val. His hair's up. He looks a little different. Like, I don't know, maybe put some (laughs) rouge on him or something. But could this also include a fake mustache? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a single line that is like a pencil mustache. I just feel like a fake. I just feel like a fake mustache would really just really push this thing. And pushed it. It has. <laughs> okay, go pretend to clean something. Keep an eye at the other end of the hall. If I see something first, I'll message you. Okay. Sounds good. I I don't know. Like dust something. Dust something. Yeah. <laughs> She's really, really coming into his role as a janitor, just like mopping and having a good time, just cleaning up the place. Drunk as shit. <laughs> okay. All right. The uh, stakeout continues and the second hour comes around. And as that happens, the elevator doors open and out steps Al. Is anyone with him? Yeah, is he alone? Yeah, he seems to be alone. Okay. Then uh, I'm going to you know, just wait and see if he enters the room. And then give it, like, 15 minutes, see if somebody comes behind him. All right. Uh, Well, Al walks down the hallway, not noticing you guys, kind of kept in your cupboard. And he walks up to the door of room 231 and opens it with a key and then steps inside and closes the door behind him. You can hear a locking noise. Well, maybe you can't. It's a little bit further away from you guys, but the door is closed now. Time passes slowly for you guys, but uh, it's safe to say no one's following him. Hmm. Gio, uh, how long before we just jump in there? I was going to say, part of me really wants to just kick the door and be like, hello, Al. You know, we could always sneak in there, though, right? Like, yeah. 
Wouldn't it be better to find out what he's up to? Get ahead of him? You know what? Uh, Geo, you stay here. Keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Just in case his partner, whoever he's supposed to meet, comes out of the elevator, you grab that guy and uh, drag him into this closet. Tie him up with, I don't know, the mop string. Uh, Perfect. I'll knock, I'll, knock, I'll knock him out. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go keep an eye on him the best way I know how. And I put on the spectral sheet and I want to float into like maybe an adjacent room, like two, three, zero, maybe. And just kind of like creep my face through where I think would be the most inconspicuous. All right. So you step out of the janitor's closet and you walk over to two, three, zero. Yeah. And you lean against the wall that's like in between it and two, three, one. Okay. I'm going to float right through it. Yeah. All right. So you fall backwards and you enter a dark room. Looking around a little bit, you can see that this isn't just any room. It's actually a bathroom. You can see a tub in the corner. You can see a sink and a mirror. Everything is in marble and has the same kind of gold gilding that's outside. Okay. I'm going to turn towards where 231 would be and hope that by going straight forwards, I end up in the bathroom on that side. Okay. So you turn in the direction of the mirror, which is the direction you think 231 is. And you just kind of start pushing your head through that mirror. Yeah. Keep going inch by inch because I don't want to just pop out. All right. So you start pushing your head through there. Um, It takes a little bit of time and you're kind of leaning on the counter. And then eventually you feel the sensation of open air on your nose. Oh. Do you say that out loud? I'm thinking to myself. (laughs) It's not out loud. (laughs) That's different. Okay. And I'm just going to tilt my head forward a little bit so i can get my eyes out maybe sure so you lean your head forward a little bit more and suddenly you can see into a darkened hallway there seems to be some light coming from the end of it okay have i been noticed uh you don't really know could i have you roll a perception check sure two (laughs) yeah unfortunately you can't really pick out much this room is dark you can't see anyone around it's the best you can make out okay let's see how can i be sneaky about this uh, let's go the rest of the way through the wall into the entrance. I'll just uh, telepathically message the guys again and go, uh, I don't see anything just yet, but I definitely hear voices. Okay. So a minute or two kind of passes by, and out of like the very fringes of your perception, you can hear the clicking of something closing, and then footsteps as they start to make their way towards you. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to pull my head back in as far as I can before they get there. <laughs> like all the way back into 230? Like not all the way through, but like enough into the wall that I might be able to still like hear something maybe. Okay. So you hear footsteps pass by your like only a few feet in front of your face. Then you hear a door open and close. Outside, Geo, you can make out the form of Al just exiting 231 carrying a fantasy suitcase. Ooh. Fan- Did you say fantasy suitcase? Yep, fantasy suitcase. Not fancy suitcase. Well, maybe it's that too. All right, I'm just going to approach him. Okay, you step out of your janitor closet. Al seems to be making his way up the hallway, but he stops as he sees you. He looks incredibly startled and shook as he looks up at you. Do you say something? Yes. Ha, good day, Al. Fancy seeing you here. Uh, uh Hi, Giovanni. Um, I didn't expect to see you. I heard you were around here. Uh, yes, I had some business to attend to. And as do I. Well, that's not <laughs> ominous. Uh, what business brings you here? Now that my friends are gone, 
sorry, I could not trust them for they are under the employment of Bolster, as are you. So I was hoping to speak with you alone as for that matter. I see. How can I help? What do you do for Frederick Bolster? Well, there are certain things I can't tell you, as per the stipulations of my contract. But suffice to say, I collect things, deliver things. I'm going to need a little more than that. Well, there's only so much I can tell you. I'm just trying to solve something, and I need to make sure that you're not implicated in any sort of nefarious deeds. Well, I don't think I'm doing anything illegal, if that's what you're asking. Um, let, let, let me be clear. I'm not accusing you of anything. I just need to check some boxes here on my witness and suspects list so I can just whittle it down and eliminate the people from the list. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, if you have a question for me, I'll do my best to answer it. In your field of academia, what is your specialty? Well, as I mentioned before, I study technology, ancient civilizations, anthropology, that sort of thing. Specifically, what type? There's quite a broad field you've described. Well, they are pretty broad fields. I typically look closely at ancient races, elves and the like, make a study of ancient engineering, those sort of things. Interesting. Is this from a sociological perspective or more of a scientific perspective? Well, I would say that sociological would be scientific. <laughs> yes. Yes. But for the most part, it's anthropological. Ah. Does it mostly revolve around evil spellcasting? <laughs> um, no. Though from time to time, I do come across those types of barbaric magics. Oh, so you think that evil spellcasting is barbaric? Well, the evil spellcasting, by its definition, is barbaric. Oh, okay. Well, sir, I'll leave you to your business, then. Thank you for giving me your time for the interview. Um, you're welcome. I guess I'll go now. Say, what are you doing later? Well, I have to head back to the ship quickly. Just have to drop off some stuff. Back to the ship so soon. I thought you enjoyed the finery of uh, this fine, fine place. Oh, I do. I do. I just have to drop off some stuff. Then maybe I'll have some time to do other things. Very well. Well, enjoy your evening, Al. I'm going to head back to the sauna and enjoy another bottle. Perhaps you would join us later? Uh, sure. I could do that. Are you staying here? Uh, I haven't quite decided yet. I was hoping to meet a, a local girl and maybe save a couple bucks by staying at her place. But, you know, you never know. Uh, sure. Good luck with that. And with that, Al turns and walks to the end of the hallway where he enters the elevator and the doors close, taking him out of your view. Is there any way I can signal the boys? Well, Val is just down the hallway, so he's within eyeshot and earshot. But before he can really say anything, you hear a screaming noise coming from 230. <laughs> well, I'm going to kick that door in right now. Okay, make a unarmed melee attack against the door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just a strength check, right? Yeah. 16. Okay, you kick the door open, it flies open, and as you enter the room, you can see that there is a half-naked elf woman screaming at the top of her lungs, pointing at the bathroom. <laughs> as you enter, you can see Mordecai with his butt hanging out the mirror. Like, from the collarbone back. <laughs> just the body hanging in the room. <laughs> ah! No, no worries, Farabaden, I will protect you. Uh, can, can I just, is, is just his butt hanging out? 
Yeah. Can I kick it? <laughs> yeah, can you push him, push him through. Push him through. <laughs> it's yeah, going to go through me. <laughs> oh, and then I'm going to look like a real idiot if I get my legs stuck in the wall. I mean, I, I hear Giovanni behind me, right? Well, you hear a woman screaming. Okay, then let's just say that it's perfectly timed that when Gio goes to kick me, I'm already moving through towards 231. And it just so happens to look like he has kicked me through. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll allow it. You fall through. You're now in 231. Right on. Has she calmed down at all since I've no doubt shattered the glass mirror that the butt was protruding from? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, not necessarily. She's screaming at you now. <laughs> All right, uh, there's nothing nothing to fear anymore. I'll leave you to it. Okay, I guess you you leave the room now. Um, the door is kind of broken. <laughs> well, I'll be sending Hans up to deal with that. And no doubt have it charged to Mordecai's tab. Speaking of which, what are you doing, Mordecai? Uh, can I go deeper into the room and maybe do an investigation check to see if there's anything relating to what the artifact was or who the person was that dropped it off. Maybe that person's still there. I don't know. Sure. So you step down the familiar hallway that your head was kind of popping out of and you enter the main room. It's a pretty glamorous suite. Everything is marble. There's a large king-size bed there, lots of dressers in fine condition along the wall. You can't really see anyone, though. Would you like to roll a investigation check? Okay. Come on. It's a four. All right, so nothing really stands out to you in this room. It actually looks weirdly in perfect condition, like this is a completely unused room. Okay. Well, if uh, nobody else is around, I'll pull my cloak off and I'll shove it in my coat pocket and just kind of sigh. Ah, man, I missed my chance there. Ah, make my way back towards the, the door of the room. Okay, so you enter into the main hallway of floor two, There you can see Val dressed up in his disguise, and Giovanni, who is standing next to a door that looks completely smashed. (laughs) Did you guys get him? What happened? No, he left with his briefcase in the elevator. Uh, He had a briefcase? Yeah, he had it with him. Why don't you guys try and steal the briefcase? I I interviewed him. (laughs) Interviewed? I said grab- oh my god. He's going to meet up with someone. We should go try to find him. Yeah, agreed. Yes, that was the whole plan. Ugh. And then uh, we'll make our way back down the hall, I guess. All right. You do just that. So you guys walk down the hallway, enter the elevator. The elevator doors close behind you, and you start heading down to the first floor. Man, this elevator music sucks. (laughs) Okay. uh, The elevator doors open, and you are now on the first floor of the Hanzon 2. Do we see Al anywhere? Uh, you look around the entranceway to the Hanzon 2. It's pretty busy. There are a lot of people kind of coming and going, but you can't make out the form of Al anywhere. You do see the form of Hans standing at the front desk. He waves at you. Give Hans a wave and uh, make for the front door and see yeah. if I can spot him outside. Hans is waving, kind of just gets more emphatic and like gestures for you to come over to him. Sure. Uh, all right. All right. I'll walk over to Hans. All right. Hans speaks out to you, Mordecai, as you approach him. Ah, I hope that you enjoyed your use of the amenities here at Hanzon 2. I trust you weren't going to leave before you paid. See ya! <laughs> Run for the door. Yeah, I'm just I'm just staring at him. I was, I was hoping to see how long I could lock eyes with him for and just stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mordecai, are you uh are you actually running away? Uh no nobody's gonna grab me and stop me from running. Uh yes. Okay, could I have you roll a wisdom save? Uh, wisdom save? Yep. Okay. 
17. Okay, Mordecai, you start to run away, but your movements like get progressively slower and slower the further away you move from the counter. It sort of feels uh... like you're running in like molasses, and it's just getting more and more difficult to move. You're still moving, but it's very difficult. And then Hans, all confident, like just starts walking up slowly next to you. It's really taking him no effort at all. And he just stops next to you where you're running. Now, Mordecai, we did have an arrangement. Uh, I gotta get my paycheck from the boat, and then I can, you know, pay off the debt. Funny you should mention that. A certain man passed by the front desk as he was leaving the facility and said he would be returning with three paychecks for some patrons who did not have any money and were unable to pay their debts. I presume that this is for you? Uh Uh-oh. I mean, yes. I am inclined to wait until the money appears before you leave the Hans on too. Is this a trap? You know what, Hans? You're a good guy. You're a good friend. Thanks. Thanks for that. Hans looks at you very intently. And then all of a sudden, the weight around your legs and arms is released, and you have free motion again. You said there were patrons coming in and looking around, right? Yeah. I will once again Assassin's Creed hide among them. Wait, are you hiding from Hans? I'm not hiding from Hans. Al's coming back. I'm hiding from Al. No, Al's gone to the ship. Yeah, but he just said that Al was going to be dropping off uh, three slips or whatever here, didn't he? Isn't that what you just said? Yeah, that's true. So if Al's coming back and we can trail him, I would like to be inconspicuous from Al, not from Hans. Table talk. If uh, if we meet up with Hans many more times, uh, can I take a, a, a level in cleric and use him as my patron? <laughs> uh, we'll have to see, but I think it would be a level in warlock. Oh, yeah, clerics have a god too, though. Yeah, but uh, warlocks have patrons, and that's sort of what you're describing. He seems way more powerful <laughs> than I am. And, like, probably, like, slightly the same, if not more legitimate than the object. Right? The guy, <laughs> like, slowed time twice in the same five hour span in front of me. Geo witnessed s- several miracles today at Hans On. <laughs> uh, Hans, buddy, if it's okay with you, um,. We're actually supposed to track this guy down. You mind if I uh, don't sit out in the open? Hmm, well, I do have this janitor closet next to the desk. (laughs) I like the way you think, buddy. Okay, and I'll go towards the janitorial closet. Do we have ordered food at this point? Or, like, is there food available at Hanza? Oh, my tab, my tab. Not, like, hors d'oeuvres or anything? I mean, it's a spa, right? I've never been, but I assume there's hors d'oeuvres. Oh, it's Hans on. You know that there are hors d'oeuvres lurking around somewhere. Those, sa- those salmon treats or? Yeah, the salmon from last time. It is a port city. Say, good sir, Hans. Yes, Giovanni? Say uh, I put a little gold in your hand again. Would you potentially bring me some delicious, delicious fish? <laughs> Oh, yes, baby. I know exactly what you're talking about. Some more of those sweet salmon nibbles. You <laughs> sound so creepy when you say it like that, Hans. Uh, no, something a little different this time. Do you have any shark meat? Ah, shark meat. A little dangerous, eh? Dangerous for a tab, too. <laughs> you hear from the janitorial closet? <laughs> you know what? I am no longer hungry. <laughs> Just another bottle of champagne, please. Sure, I'll put it on the tab. Uh... <laughs> Excellent. What 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 is Mordecai's tab at now? Oh, 
I'd say it's around 500 gold pieces now. Oof. That is, uh, that is quite a large amount, Hans. Can I get an invoice for him? <laughs> of course. And Hans turns away and walks over to the front desk, and he returns with a piece of parchment with the invoice on it. Will that be all? Yes, yes, that'll be all, Hans. Should have put it on Joel's tab. Okay, so the three of you continue to hang out in the front entrance of Hans on 2, waiting for Al, and time begins to pass by. First 30 minutes, then an hour, two hours, and suddenly three hours have now passed. Giovanni is absolutely hammer drunk by this point. <laughs> like, that is a long time to wait around. <laughs> it's at this point that a familiar face re-enters the Hans on 2. You make the form of Duke Liar, sweating, running as fast as he can, up through the entrance of the Hans on 2, and make his way to the front desk, where he hands a note, breathing as hard as he can, over to Hans. Hans looks down at the note, picks it up, and reads it. Looking up, he looks over at the three of you and he says, I'm afraid that your ship has left. What? Uh, fudge. for listening to our podcast the next part will be coming out next wednesday if you're interested in hearing more about us please follow us on facebook instagram twitter anchor or patreon as late and legends a special thanks to our patrons this week aaron dan dj seath ethan kate and paula if you're like these very special people and want to support our podcast join us over on patreon we'd love your help with that we'll see you next week <laughs>